This is the Social Strategy Podcast with me, your host, Vernon Ross, and this is episode number three. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey guys, this is Vernon Ross and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast. In this episode, we're interviewing Dixie Dynamite Gillespie. She is an author and a speaker and a coach and has been on stage with people like Zig Ziglar and Bob Berg and she actually designed and wrote the materials for the Go-Giver training, the Bob Berg certification program that you can go through for the whole Go-Giver series, so you should definitely make sure to check that out. Dixie was just a wonderful interview, so much fun to talk to. Um, Her book is Just Blow It Up, Firepower Living for an Unlimited Life, and it also has a companion book called Doses of Dynamite. Make sure you go out to our website and sign up for the Doses of Dynamite email series. It is really good, lots of good information there. There was so much good content in this interview. Uh, I even included a 13-minute series, or not series, but video, YouTube video that Dixie shot so you can get an additional 13 minutes of coaching training from Dixie right here on the social strategy podcast in the show notes hooking you up so anyway without further ado I actually want to get to the interview but right before we get to the interview I wanted to tell you guys you know what I'm gonna save that until the end because I don't want to delay this anymore get ready to listen to Dixie she is dynamite Okay, so this is Vernon Ross with the Social Strategy Podcast, and I am here with Dixie Galipsy. Is that how you, is it's Galipsy or Galipsy? Galaspie. Galaspie. It's Scottish. I how know. many people mispronounce your name? Everybody. 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 Nice. You're in really and good so company. And so I'm in good company. <laughs> All right, so we were talking today um, really about just what you do. I want to talk to local people in this podcast. One of the thing that one of the things that I focus on is local people regular people that do extraordinary things. And you came to mind, I've been following you on Twitter for, I don't know, maybe three, probably four years when I think you were more involved with the Social Media Club of St. Louis. I'm now on a, a board member of the Social Media Club. And as I was launching the podcast, I thought, well, you know what, she would be a great person to talk to. So reached out to, to on Twitter and decided to meet live right. and face-to-face, which is always more fun than on the phone to me. So... Let's start talking about some of the stuff that you're doing. You just recently had a book launch in uh, April called Just Blow It Up, Firepower for Living an Unlimited Life, and a companion book, Doses of Dynamite. So tell me me a little bit about that, and then I want to move into some of the other stuff that you... Well, the big news for me on the book right now actually right. is is my publisher just sent me an email oh early this month. So we were at the six month mark, and of course we don't have retail sales. You know, don't mm-hmm. really know how it's doing retail. Um, has, hasn't been compiled, but corporate sales, meaning you know direct sales, bulk sales, right, right. has top ten thousand. So oh my god, uh, yeah, that was a big surprise to me because. I did not write it for corporations. I was going to say, did you promote that book to corporations? No. You know, I'm known as an entrepreneur coach. Right, right. And, in fact, I, I kind of, I'll do a lot of types of engagements for larger corporations, but my private clients are all business owners or mm-hmm. at least, you know, own their own book of business. But I have kind of a policy. I don't do private coaching with anyone if they're not the one paying the fee. I made that policy about three years ago right. because my dedication is to the person sitting across the table. And if somebody else is paying the fee, then I've already got a barrier between me and that person. Mm-hmm. And I realized that was one of the things that was keeping me from being at my best and at my happiest was if there's another person in, in the middle. So I that's my private coaching. So I thought corporations, really. But what I've realized is that corporations really do want to foster that entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. and that mindset of ownership. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, we have so many definitions of what an entrepreneur is. Right. I mean, you've, you've probably heard, you know, oh, a yeah. dozen, right, oh, Vernon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but you go back to the dictionary, which I'm prone to do. I'm, I'm always like, well, you know, what's the source? What's the root? Right. Entrepreneur is actually from a French word that meant one who undertakes. 
Now we've interpreted that to mean one who has an undertaking that is their own business. Exactly. But the truth is my life is my undertaking. Right, yeah, you, know, you can be an entrepreneur in any aspect of life. I could be a janitor and right. be an entrepreneur. And yeah. one of the reasons I am an entrepreneur is everybody I worked for, I still had that mindset. Mm-hmm. I undertake my role in this business no matter what it is. Right. And it's largely what got me where I am. It's that attitude of whatever I'm doing, I own it. Mm-hmm. I own my outcomes in it. And I own the outcomes of my life. And I am so thrilled that corporations want to foster that. You know, I, yeah, I call that, that the that one is, thing that, that creates amazing. an unstoppable business right. is when the people in it have that entrepreneurial mindset and that entrepreneurial spirit. So that was a big thrill to me, not just for the number of books, but right. that, that corporations are embracing So that. do you have an idea of what corporations have grabbed your book and who's teaching it? And can you say? They don't. Well... What they do tell me, I'm not supposed to know. Ah, the okay. same as, you know, I, I'm told that a lot of direct sales organizations are buying it for their downline. Yeah, and that makes sense. Some have approached me directly and, mm-hmm. and asked me for signed copies for their team leaders oh, and that sort of right. thing, which is such a thrill to do okay, that for so them. you mentioned direct sales, and <laughs> a lot of people have problems with direct sales. I'm not one of them. I, um, I'm a big believer in direct sales because it's no different than anything else that you recommend, depending on the company and if they actually have a real product to sell and they're not just pushing recruitment for the sake of recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, with direct sales organizations leaning towards your book and wanting to promote your book, how do you feel about direct sales organizations? I get asked all the time because <laughs> the, the, the focus of the podcast is online business, social strategy, and networking. The online business, social, all three aspects of it, direct marketing people, network marketing, direct sales, relationship marketing, however you want to coin it at that particular day, they all say, well, so why can't I get you involved in my company? And I'm like, well, you know, I've done that. I've built downlines before, and it's just not my thing. I like it. I like it as a, um, as a business because almost anyone can do it, and they can be successful at it if they, if they work. If you work the plan, it, you, it works. Mm-hmm. Some companies aren't great, and... You have to deal with that. But if you do your research on a company and they have a good product that you actually believe in, go forth and promote that company. Sure. And if it's a good product and I use it, I will send people your way. I just don't. That's It's not the type of business I want to build. How do you feel about direct organization, direct sales organizations using your book? I feel great about it. And, and I'll tell you three really good reasons why. Mm-hmm. You know, one is that a lot of people don't realize, you and I, of course, are going to talk about Bob Berg and the go-giver before right. we finish this. I'm sure we will. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that his co-writer for the go-giver, John David Mann, also wrote a book called The Zen of MLM. I have that book on my bookshelf. <laughs> and, you know, if you've ever had any doubts about just the, the fundamental value of that structure, of that concept, mm-hmm. that book will, will turn you around. On the other hand, I'm, I'm the way you are. That's not my passion. Right. It does not light my fire. Now, helping people who are in direct sales business go out and, and do what they want to do, mm-hmm. that's what lights my fire. I'm a coach. There are really three things that are important in MLM success, and most people don't encompass all three. One, of course, is selling. We know right. that. Another is recruiting. We know that. The third is coaching. I'm good at one of these things, mm-hmm. coaching. Right. So I'm going to stick to coaching. This is <laughs> right. why you exactly. can't recruit me because exactly. I already know the other two things that I need to be good at yeah. are not things I care to do. Yeah. So, you know, do I have a problem with it conceptually? It's like anything else. Like you said, you mm-hmm. know, some business models are great and worth being involved in. Some business models are not so great as far as the, the, the uh, compensation structure and, right. and so on. But it's really like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's down to the leadership. Who's exactly. your upline? Right. You know, who's taking care of you? And that is the same whether you're working for a small mom and pop entrepreneurial business, whether you're working for, you know, a multinational, you know, mm-hmm. huge conglomerate or whether you're working for yourself. You know, right. you're your own leader yeah, then. How, yeah. how well do you lead yourself? Exactly. So the the important um, elements are still the same. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the product. Absolutely. If you're not bringing value into the world right. through what you're doing, then I couldn't get behind it. Yeah, you buy know? this because you're going to make a million dollars if you buy this because I'll make a million dollars and then someone else that you know will. And you know what? That's okay as long as this yeah. is worth what you're paying for it or exactly. more. Exactly. So, exactly. 
I absolutely have no problem with with those structures, with mm-hmm. MLMs, with direct sales organizations, with whatever you want to call them. I, if my book helps them, I'm thrilled. Right. But the thing I always ask people when they say, I'm thinking about getting involved in, is do you know why? Mm-hmm. Because if your only why is, I think I can make money, right. you won't. Exactly. It's it's what I taught when I wrote, um, you know, I wrote the materials for the Go-Giver Success Accelerator that the, mm-hmm. the certified Go-Giver coaches use. And one of the things that I stress in those coaching materials is that when we ask that question, will it serve? You know, it, uh, Ernesto says it so beautifully, will it make money is not a bad question. Right. It's just a bad first question. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> your first question should be, will it serve? And I always ask people to go back and say, how does it serve me? Mm-hmm. Because making money is not serving you. Right. That, again, it's a great question because if it doesn't make money, it also doesn't serve you. But it's a bad first question to ask even of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're thinking about joining a direct sales organization, you're thinking about starting your own business, you're thinking about going to work for somebody else. Does it serve you in some way other than to make a good living right because if it doesn't it's just a bridge exactly it's just something to support you until you get into something that serves you better exactly so now you mentioned Bob Bird yeah and the go-giver and I'm familiar with the book and I'll, I'll have that linked up in the show notes and all that Wonderful. but before we get into that I want to talk a little bit I want to go back a little bit your your online and your persona everyone knows you as Dixie Dynamite <laughs> Well, that's Bob's fault, too. Did you know that? I, I, I heard that, but I wasn't sure of the exact story. I use so. fault with, with, you know, people can't see me laughing, so we'll just let everybody know that's a joke. But right. here's the way that happened. It was so funny. I Social media, I thought, was for kids. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And so Bob and I were having a conversation one day, and he says, Dixie, I need you to go on Facebook, and I need you to go to this group. And you know that story you told me? Would you go and post that story to this group? Da, da, da. I'm like, I'm a little taken aback. Bob, I'm 45. What would I be doing on Facebook? He says, oh, okay, well, I need you to go set up a Facebook account, and then I need you. I just added one more step. So sure enough, I get on Facebook, and I I really kind of found a second home there Mm -hmm. because I love the conversations. I love the interaction. I I set up a business page, and and I'm getting to where I share more on it, but I really just love the back-and-forth conversation on the personal page. Right. So I started seeing people on Facebook post about Twitter early, early Mm -hmm. on when, you know, Twitter was just coming out of its tech, you know, based cocoon. And I thought, what's this Twitter thing? I wonder if it'll be as much fun as Facebook, right? (laughs) Can I meet as many new people here? So I actually jumped on Twitter before Bob did. Mm-hmm. And kind of felt my way and, and very quickly figured out how to have conversations because it's right. really, you know, I've taught networking and it's really networking. It's mm-hmm. just a different set of tools. The principles right. are the same. So Twitter was pretty easy for me. But when I first set it up, I was just checking it out. I didn't mm-hmm. expect to stay on board. They wanted a username. Well, Dixie wasn't available. Dixie <laughs> G wasn't available. And you've already seen how right. well people handle my I last know. name. I know. So I thought, oh. Dixie Dynamite was a nickname I got in the second grade, probably for staring down teachers. I don't know. But I was just like, it's come up several times. Okay, fine. Dixie Dynamite. So didn't think anything of it. People were getting to know me on Twitter as Dixie Dynamite. I went to one of Bob's events, and he introduced (laughs) me from the stage as Dixie Dynamite. And everybody... I practically got a standing ovation. Those people didn't know me. And I realized the power of being distinct right. in social media, not just another, but the one, um, because they thought they knew me. They were rooting for me, and most of them had never met me. <laughs> that is, that's hilarious. So this, was this a name that you just carried with you all through life, and people would call you Dixie or Dynamite or... How, you know, how did that? How, how would that happen? And you had this in second grade. Tell me. Here's the mystery me to that. me. I don't really, you know, I grew up without television and all that, so I don't know if there was cultural preference. Mm-hmm. You know, if that was the dynamite thing or, or just where that came from. Um, I have found that there are several entertainers using the name Dixie Dynamite. Yeah, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> just get that clear. But it just kept coming up. I was speaking at medical conferences, for Pete's mm-hmm. sake, and I get this call out of the blue that says, Hey, Dixie Dynamite, we need you to come speak on that point. It was HIPAA. 
And uh, I'm like, oh, how did they know that was my nickname? Where did, where did this come from? And at that point, there was a song about Dixie Dynamite. Right. And so I think it's just a combination of Dixie Dynamite has popped up in pop culture several times, and it must just kind of suit my personality. Well, I um, when I Googled your name a while back, I found that there was a film in 1976 <laughs> right? called Dixie Dynamite. That's not me either. And that's not you, <laughs> but uh, about a, a girl and her Moonshiner father is killed by some corrupt deputies, and hey, you got further the, into the premise of the film than I did. Yeah, the story ensues from there. So right. you guys can look that up on IMDb if you want. But uh, no, that's funny. So, so we're we're talking about um, you know what direct sales and just sale business in general and marketing in general. What do you think holds people back as a coach? Because oftentimes when I talk to people, I coach people not you know. Professional. Well, I'm I'm a certified coach. Right. It's it's just not my favorite thing to do, but when I talk to people about difficulty that they're having in sales, and most of the time I find that it's not that they can't sell, it's just that they're afraid to. How how do you help people get past those barriers? Because it's the same thing with networking. When I talk to people about networking, they're like, "Well, what am I supposed to say when I walk into a room full of people that I don't know at an event that?" You know, I'm not really sure if I'm even qualified to be at. I don't know what to say. Do I, you know, walk up and just hand them my business card and talk about work and what I do? How do you help people get past that initial fear of how to start? Right. Well, you know, hello is a good beginning. Right. Generally. Right. Um, do you know, it's, I think so much of it comes back to their mindset about self. Mm-hmm. And all mindset, honestly, Vern, is a mindset about self because that's our filter for everything else. We perceive our world and our beliefs about life, the universe, and everything mm-hmm. through the filter of how we relate to it and how we believe it relates to us. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So really, I'm not a sales coach um, by any means, but we all have to sell, mm-hmm. don't we? To get a oh, job, yeah. you do. we have to sell. To get a date, we have to sell. Anything that you want in life, you're going to sell somebody on an idea. Mm -hmm. You're going to sell somebody on an outcome. You're you're going to sell somebody on the benefit of a product. You're going to sell. So I found that for most people, it comes down to what I think of as the value of presence. Mm -hmm. Um, And it goes back to some actually work I'm doing now, and I'm rolling out in an online program called Dynamite U, which you can just find at Dynamite U, just uh, the letter U.com. I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. That actually does a full launch this month, Mm -hmm. and it's really helping people bridge those, what I think of as disconnects, the the places where we pull something out of the mix between the passion, Mm -hmm. you know, the inner fire, our mindset, our belief system, our purpose, what we're here to accomplish. Like you and I have both said, our purpose is not to be in drug sales. Your purpose may not be a coach, even though you're a qualified coach. Right. My purpose is not to go out and, and be a salesperson. So, you know, purpose is important. Strategy, which is where your online networking and connectivity and your online tools mm-hmm. belong, is in strategy. But then presence. And, you know, know-how is the last thing. The ability to just do something is the right. very last piece. Those are the important elements to what I think of as explosive growth. You know, being able to just really expand rapidly. Mm-hmm. All of those things have to be connected. And where sales usually breaks down is in the confidence of presence, the value of presence. Somebody who comes into a room and says, what do I say? is not confident in the value that they bring just by being present. Right, right. And I don't just mean, oh, I'm here, world, look at me, I'm valuable. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a value in being present with someone. There's a value in going to somebody and saying, hello, my name is Dixie, I'd really like to get to know you. I'm here. I am 100% here and present. I'm not thinking ahead to what I can do with our relationship. I'm not thinking behind. To the people that I left, you know, mm-hmm. 20 minutes ago, I'm here and present. So, when you, so value is that a uh, is that a self worth issue? Is that just that they don't value their um, their ability to contribute to the person, you know, to to the person that they're talking to? 
they don't uh, is it that they don't value what they have to say I mean where how where do you establish that value because I've got a good story that I actually heard from um, a guy um, he runs another podcast called the Solopreneur Hour I'll, I'll tell you the story in a second but I want to hear what your your answer is to that what, what do you think well first I think you're right on every count that you brought up it's all of those things but for a lot of people, the root of that are all the, the complexities we have in our conditioning about how we're supposed to think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think of yourself as really valuable, well, you might be egotistical or vain, and right. that right. isn't valuable. Yeah, who wants to be right? that guy? It's self-negated. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you start self-identifying as well, I'm, I'm really valuable. My attention is valuable. Mm-hmm. My presence is valuable. My experience is mm-hmm. valuable. Just me being with you has a certain amount of that inherent value. Oh, well, how egotistical is that, right? I think but, people are afraid of that. Yes, they are. And then on the other side mm-hmm. of that coin, it's this is like one of those coins that neither you don't want either side to come up, right? All right. Because the other side of that coin is if you don't value yourself, then people are constantly telling you to stop putting yourself down mm-hmm. to, you know, that, that you're too humble. Right. You have low self-esteem. Yeah. Also bad. No, nothing yeah. that you want to identify with. Exactly. So people are always trying to strike this perfect, I'm confident, but I'm not arrogant. Mm-hmm. I'm this, but I'm not that. Instead of just being authentic. Instead of just knowing that, you know, every minute that I'm here, I'm doing the best I can in this minute. That has value. Right. I'm adding what I can. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a strategy that comes before that. For instance, which uh, online, you know, social media platform are you going to use and how are you going to use it? That's strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. Your presence follows that because otherwise you're everywhere. Exactly. And no one can hold that together. Right. Which networking events are you going to attend? Which, you know, companies are you going to do business with? What's mm-hmm. your... More than target market, you know, that little bullseye market. Who are you really, really aiming for um, in your message, in your presence? If that strategy is not in place, then people may adore you, but they don't know how to work with you. Mm -hmm. And that in itself causes a lot of grief. You know, there are a lot of people that say, I don't understand. People want to help me, but they don't refer to me. People want to help me, they don't buy from me. Everybody loves me, they're not doing business with me. Well, that's because there's no strategy coming before presence comes out into the world and is manifest. But I think really the sales, the the biggest stumbling block for most people in sales Mm -hmm. is they either don't really believe in their own value or they don't know how to manifest it and communicate it. They don't have that strategy in place for right. bringing it into the world. Yeah, I, um, there's an interesting story on the on the Solopreneur Hour, and he, he talked about this guy that you know had a very successful career, was a successful entrepreneur, and for whatever reasons he ran on just ran into bad times. He wasn't doing entirely horrible, but his business had failed. He had you know had to get just kind of a regular job. Was I think cleaning offices or something like that. So it was just barely making it. And he ran into one of his past clients. And she was like, you know, dude, what's going on? What happened with you? And I'm, you know, throwing in my own parts that I remember to the story. But, you know, he's just kind of going through what happened. And confidence was just shattered for whatever reason it was shattered for. So she took out a $100 bill. And she goes, could you use this right now? And he goes, oh, well, yeah, I could use that. It's $100. I really need $100 right now. And so... She crumpled it up, and it's like, do you still want it? And he goes, yeah, it's still $100. She crumpled it up a little bit more and threw it on the ground and, you know, stomped on it and it kind of rubbed her foot in the dirt on it and picked it back up. She's like, do you still want it? And he goes, absolutely, it's still $100. And she's like, so why don't you value yourself that much? Because you're worth a lot more than this $100 bill. And I'm like, wow, that was a really powerful story about value. Just because you get beat up a little bit doesn't mean that you don't still have the same value. It's just a temporary setback. It's a failure, but it doesn't remove the value that you had. It's just an experience that you learn from and you move on from it. And your value is not diminished just because something happened to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you beat up a little bit. You get a little wrinkled. You get a little dirt on you. But you're still worth what you were before. Right. Just had a little stumbling block. So that's that little story now, there. I, I think it goes even further, honestly, Vernon. People tend to want to forget their failures Mm -hmm. and yet that's where our learning opportunities really are 
you know, another one of my mentors said it better than anybody can or probably ever will. Richard Bach said, there is no such thing as a problem without a gift for you in its hands. Right. We choose our problems because we need the gifts. And that is exactly how I see so-called failures. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just an experiment that didn't work out. Right. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that I, in fact, one of the daily dose, you probably don't subscribe to the daily dose. It's just, I think I do in one of my emails. Okay. In daily dose of dynamite.com. One of them recently said, you know, that we often discover our strengths only when we need them to recover from failure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. Um, right. Yeah, if yeah. you're never challenged, right. how do you excel right. or exceed past it? So. Exactly. What do you know? How do you know what you're really worth if it's never tested? Right. You know. We um we had talked on the phone. You talked about um, authentic value. Yeah. And I liked what you had to say about the the whole thing. So kind of tell us a little bit about the whole authentic value. And there was a, there was a statement that you said people say, and then and it's. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I jotted it down and I left my notes at home. That's all right. Um, I make a lot of statements, but <laughs> I'll, guess, I'll guess at which one it was. Because right. I think we were talking about the whole, you know, what, what the book is about, what Just Blow It Up is ultimately about, is mm -hmm. when people make a statement, what I really want to do is. That was it. I kind of figured, because I, I remember that conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of where Bob came into the conversation right, for us. Right, right. So, I, I, over and over, and as a coach, you know, even even if that's not your main focus, you probably hear this a lot too. Well, what I really want to do is, and you can hear the energy. What mm -hmm. I really want to do is, and then the next thing you know, but, but I can't yeah. because. Right. And you know, I have found that those two things, the energy behind what I really want to do is, and the clarification of whatever they put in the box after I can't because, mm -hmm. are really the secrets to blasting through the what I call brick walls, you know, those kids. Right, right. Um, but a lot of times what they say is, I can't because I can't do it that way. You know, when we boil down what they're saying, it comes down to what I call the brick wall of style. Mm -hmm. And Bob Berg and I actually did a recording for the Dynamite Dialects Project on style because law number four from The Go-Giver is, of course, the law of authenticity, which says that the greatest gift you have to offer is your self. Right. Um, your authentic self. And there's a... the all the stories in that book are so beautiful, but there's just a beautiful story about a woman who discovered that actually through sales. Mm -hmm. That what you know, she'd mastered sales and closing techniques, literally closing techniques from A to Z, and she hadn't learned to sell because she wasn't bringing herself oh, into, wow. into the equation. That's, that's, inter that's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, we're taught the mechanics of selling. We're not taught the empathy, mm -hmm. the connectivity that is required in order to have somebody trust you enough to buy from you. So, you know, that, that brick wall of style is a lot like, you know, if I were to say, well, what I really want to do is be a public speaker, but I can't because I can't do it like Bob Burke. No, I can't. I can't. He has a completely different style, not to mention the fact that, you know, he's a big guy with a lot of presence and mm -hmm. I'm not big and I'm not a guy. You know? Right, exactly. So I'm not going to pull it off exactly the same way. A lot of people that come to probably either one of us, have a model or they've been told you have to do it that way my goodness mm -hmm. in social media there are so many people saying you got to do it this way right. you have to do podcasting this way you right. have to do video this way if you don't manage your twitter account this way and you're not using exactly. buffer to post and it, well you're just missing the boat right yeah so there's always the you have to do it this way have to is an abusive absolute it right. is absolutely yeah. abusive. Oh, yeah. So I call that the brick wall of style. It's also the brick wall of style when you say, for instance, I can't do it the way the book says to do it. Um, you know, a lot of people don't learn from a book. That's mm. not, you know, even, even students a lot of times, they can't get through the class. Why? Because the teacher's not teaching it in a way that they can comprehend it. Exactly. It's not that they can't. It's that they can't that way. Mm -hmm. So I always want to talk to people about their authentic style of doing anything. Right. Um, and it's so much of what we do or don't bring online. And you can tell the difference. I call yeah. it, you know, really having the spirit right. in there. If, if you're, if the spirit's not in the conversation, then I actually wrote a blog post called, um, I'm not dumb and you're not blind. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that is, is, is really how I feel when somebody isn't bringing themselves you know, their authentic self to the conversation. Do you find that people are um, often challenged on 
understanding what their authentic self is because they have so much noise from all the people that they should be like that they have trouble identifying well who am I really and how do you how do you recommend people find their own voice so that they can be authentic because you know that's a big buzzword right now in social media oh well you got to be authentic you should be authentic and people wonder well, what is what does that mean does it mean that I should be snarky well if that's not how you normally talk then my opinion is no right well what, what do you think how do you help someone bring out their authentic self or find their own voice through what you're the first thing I talk to them about, Vernon, actually is the difference between authenticity and transparency. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to be completely transparent to be authentic, and I'll tell you what I mean. If somebody comes up to you and says, how are you feeling today? And St. Louis allergies have just completely kicked you down right. and you feel horrible, yeah. are you going to say, I'm fine? Yeah. You know what? You probably are. You're going to say, I'm great. And, and here's the difference. Situationally, you're not great. Mm-hmm. I know what St. Louis allergies can do. Right, right. That's situationally. You, yourself, your core person, mm-hmm. you're great. You're fabulous. Right. So, you know, the first thing I tell people, especially in social media, people ask, how do you decide what to put on your Facebook page? Mm-hmm. It's the whole be the change you want to see, right? If what I'm about to post doesn't represent what I want my world to look like, stop. <laughs> it's yeah. situational. Yeah. Not authentic. Does that make sense? Uh, Well, it actually does. I've not not heard that put that way. I don't have to be transparent when I'm having the worst day of my life. I probably haven't had that yet. But anyway. um. Well, no, I mean, that's that's a good point because people don't quite get the difference between being authentic and being transparent and where you stop with the transparency. They think to show up as being human, they have to show up with all their warts showing. And, you know, it's not necessarily true. So that's kind of where I start. And then I start... We talk a lot about who would you like to emulate. Mm-hmm. But as Bob Berg says, you know, adapt, don't adopt. It's not, you don't like totally imitate somebody. Right. But there are aspects of them you want to emulate. I've learned so much from Bob and from my other mentors that I emulate little bits and pieces of what mm-hmm. they do and what I've learned. But I'm still my own person. Right. 100%. Right. Um, I tried a few other personas they didn't work out so well you know? exactly so we start by well who do you want to be like mm-hmm. and then you drill down into what about them do you admire and how do you make it your own right you know I, I tell the story in the in the book about you know I have a sister who's 16 years older than I am so I didn't mm-hmm. know her as a little girl and I was always hearing how she was so sweet people say oh you're Kathy's little sister well Kathy's so sweet we love her and I, I, I just grew up thinking I wasn't the sweet one <laughs> <laughs> sweet just wasn't <laughs> no way and then when people say oh Dixie you're so sweet I'm like nope nah, not. That's Kathy. you got the wrong sister <laughs> so realize that we are all all mm-hmm. things you have your own style of being anything you desire to be if right. you want to be sweet you'll have your own style of being sweet if you want to be snarky you'll probably have your own yeah. style of being snarky right um you know, I, I can even get snarky on occasion. I don't do it very often, but mm-hmm. when I do, I'm told I'm kind of funny. Um, everybody has their own style. So we start looking at what do you want to be? What attributes do you want to bring out and manifest in your presence? And what is your natural style of doing that? Mm-hmm. And once they figure out, oh, I, I can do that my own way. It's like, you know, if you want to be uh, a stand-up comedian, you don't have to be Jerry Seinfeld. Right. You know, you can you can yeah. do your own thing, right? Exactly. But you'll probably learn from Jerry Seinfeld and from everybody yeah. else. So it's it's that. And then the third component, I think, to, to authenticity goes back to value. Mm-hmm. And understanding that if, if you're only bringing out what you see in somebody else and somebody else and somebody else, you're not digging into the gold. Right. You know, it's superficial. You know, the old the thing about fools, you know what fool's gold was? You know, mm. the mica that would right. show. It's just on the top. And that isn't sustainable. If you want to do that, you can. I'll tell you what you'll have to have. You'll have to have a huge sales funnel mm-hmm. because nobody's going to last very right. long. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get them in and they'll... It's a revolving door. Go they out. find out that, that what you've shown on the surface, that you've copied from somebody else or that you're parroting from somebody else, mm-hmm. um, that you don't have anything to back that up. Right. There's no substance. There's no next thought, next realization, next little nugget of gold. Yeah. It's not there because you've borrowed everything right. from somebody else. It's recycled stuff that 
they've gotten from somewhere else. And once they buy your course or whatever right. it is, the thing that you've done, it's the same course that they just bought with someone else. And the, Even if they never see it from somebody else again, yeah. when they come back to the well and the well is dry, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's nothing new because you don't have anything to contribute. Talk about mixed metaphors. We went, we went through mining for gold to, <laughs> <laughs> to dig exactly. for water. But, but the bottom line is that when you're bringing out what's truly in you, mm-hmm. that's an endless resource. Right. If you're living, you're experiencing, you're learning, you've always got something new to share if it's truly your own, if it's authentic. Mm-hmm. If you're just copying other people's stuff, there's right. nothing for them to come back for. So Dynamite U combines live coaching with me um, in, in you know group calls. It includes experts, uh, you know subject matter experts. But I've also rolled out what I call the integration programs, which mm-hmm. means that we take a topic that was taught in a previous month. For instance, content management with Tom Tom Ruich. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know Tom with Market Bolt. Yeah, I do. Might make a great interview too, but. Um, he did a segment of these fabulous teachings, about 20 minutes each. I, I mm-hmm. keep the Dynamite U um, teaching pieces really short. Um, and I'm turning that into an integration module that will have things you can do every single day. Oh, nice. Projects that you can do for the month so that you're really integrating it into your business. Because I think what holds more entrepreneurs back than anything else is an overwhelm of ideas and information. Right. We have no shortage of ideas. Oh, no. And no shortage of information, most of it free. Oh, yeah. What we don't have is integration. Okay. So. All right, so we actually had to uh, leave the place that we were at. So we're now outside. So you guys are going to hear cars and birds and everything else. So, And that's how it happens here on the Social Strategy Podcast. So That's okay. <laughs> outside is my natural environment right, exactly. anyway. So this works for it, me. It's a pretty day out here. And it's this gorgeous. Is, this is nice. So. Of course, I hope those, those allergies I was talking about earlier don't kick in, but... <laughs> I had my Allegra today, so I'm, I'm doing good. Okay. So, uh, let's see. We were talking about Dynamite U before we right, went down. Right, you just talked about integration. Right. So, you know, whether it's about Dynamite U or whether it's about anything, the thing that I see missing in most small businesses is integration. You know, once mm-hmm. you get to a larger structure, you have to have a project plan for integration. Right. It's, you, you can't run a larger business without it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're really just a small mom and pop, you know, doing the same thing every day, no, no need for explosive growth, then integration may not be as important. <laughs> For most entrepreneurial businesses that are really looking to have that explosive but sustainable growth, you know, not like the double my business and then boom, I'm back to, you know, what I was before, but really explosive but sustainable growth, Mm -hmm. integration is the ultimate key. So all the other pieces, you know, the mindset, essential, obviously, strategy, essential, knowing how to do things, essential, but if you're not integrating those the, all those together, mm-hmm. then what you have is like dumping a jigsaw you know, puzzle out on the table and saying, aren't those pretty pieces? Yeah, yeah they're all gorgeous. All right. Now, what do I do with yeah, them? Good luck. You, you, you know, you've got to have that, that piece that helps you pull them all together. Mm-hmm. So when I structured um, the online learning program, I structured it um, for this launch with an integration program built in so that you're learning what I, what I call the immersion learning in one month, where right. we're really studying one topic, and we have you know, experts that you can talk to on that topic, but then in a future month, you're going to have an integration program that is weeks one, two, three, and four. Oh, that's interesting. Lined out for you with, with yeah. Cho- yeah, choices. Yeah, I know most, most online courses, they give you everything, and you can go through the modules at whatever your pace is. So with this one, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have some introductory modules but this is an ongoing interactive right. coaching course. Members can always go back and access those just mm-hmm. like you would, you know, any university archive. Right. But here's the thing. I actually there's a there's a video out on YouTube if you mm-hmm. look for escaping the overwhelm spiral. And I, it was kind of something I threw together when I when I had this big realization, but it's how most entrepreneurs end up in that spiral where we take in a lot of information. We're like, I am going to do something. Okay, let me go find all the resources I can. Yippee-ti-yay, you know, I've, right, got, right, right. I've got information and I've got ideas. And if you kind of ride that spiral, it just goes down and down and down. And I realized, you know, very much what I was coaching entrepreneurs to do to make it instead of a downward spiral, 
just an expanding circle mm -hmm. so that it's constantly right. expanding outward and that was really the foundation for how I structured the online learning was to keep them out of overwhelm mm -hmm. not signing up for a course that's just like okay here's everything knock yourself out right you know where there's no support you know other than you know maybe a Facebook you know page where they can chat with somebody mm -hmm. but no just call, you know we have once a month we have a pick Dixie's brain call Oh, wow. Get on the phone, you know, and if, if we have so many people that want to be on it, I'll usually schedule a bonus call so uh -huh. that, you know, other people can jump in. Oh, nice. And it's, I hit this brick wall. Now what do I do? Or I had right. this idea. I, I don't know how to evaluate it. Mm -hmm. And depending on how many people are on the call, you know, I'll, I'll do a little laser focus session with people. Everybody oh, wow. learns from it. Um, so it's the combination of, of all of those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had it kind of in in beta with past clients and people right. that I knew personally right. and knew I could get honest feedback from, mm -hmm. but we'll go live with that at the end of this month. Okay, cool. Now, and what is the name of the course again? It's just dynamite and the letter U.com. And I, I, I believe I've been out. It's on your current site, right? There's no, there a link there's, out there to there's, it? Yeah, there's a link to it from, from DipsyDynamiteCoaching.com. Okay, I'll make sure so. to link to it in the show notes. So I always, um, I, I tend to ask people this one question because it, it's, it's always one of those things that people go, oh, well, since you asked. <laughs> so what's, what's the one question that you wish people would ask that you just never seem to get? You know, I've had people ask me that question. And interestingly enough, my answer to it is different every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because somebody's asked that question. It's, right. it's really kind of where is my focus right now? Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing that I, I always like to bring out um, are the resources that I turn to you know so a lot of times people ask what are my secrets what did I do mm -hmm. they don't necessarily say what did you learn from right. who went before you we don't create anything on our own everything that we do is built on the ashes of somebody else's fire mm -hmm. you know there, there's right. just no there's no solo creation it doesn't work that way and so if I had to answer that question today, which mm -hmm. I do, because you're asking, um, the one question that I wish people would ask, not only of me, but of themselves, mm -hmm. is, you know, whose ashes do I build on? You know, whose passionate fire went before mine? Right. Um, because I think if people are drawn to what I've learned and what I've done and what I'm doing and what I care about, then probably the people that I've drawn from would also be meaningful to them. Um, you know, what? as you know, Bob Berg has been a big, big character in my life. Right. Um, and in more ways than one, not only is he a big guy, but you know, he looms <laughs> large for me. Um, the go-giver was a monumental, um, turning point for me, mm -hmm. not because it was a huge new idea in a way. I think I, I, I must've gotten it at some instinctual level, but because it was beautiful language. Mm -hmm. for something I know to be true. Um, anybody in business should read The Go-Giver because right. those five laws are fundamental for getting what you want out of life, right. basically. Um, stratospheric success. Now, of, for, for people that don't know, what are the five laws? If the law of value is law number one, and it says that your true value is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. And that sounds a little counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but as the book clearly you know, defines, it right. isn't at all. Law number two, you know, people get kind of, either they fixate on it or they overlook it. And I mm -hmm. find this is actually what most entrepreneurs stumble over. And that is the, the, what we call the law of compensation. It says your income is determined by how many people you serve right. and how well you serve them. Yeah. And the reason entrepreneurs stumble over that, of course, is so often we're, you know, hours for dollars. Mm -hmm. We're solopreneurs. We're only doing what we can do alone. We're not able to serve enough people and still serve them well. Right. Um, so that's a that's a that's the business model piece mm -hmm. right there in a nutshell. Law number three is the law of influence, which you know you think about social networking, networking, any kind of interconnectivity and relationship. This law is, is fundamental, but it says your influence is determined by how abundantly you put other people's interests first. And that doesn't mean before your well-being. Uh -huh. It just means keeping people front of mind, um, having their interests in mind and, and making it a priority in your life. 
And as you know, in social media, that is how you build influence, yeah. pure and simple. Um, law number four we've talked about is the law of authenticity, which says the greatest gift you have to offer is yourself. Law number five is the law of receptivity. And the law of receptivity basically says that the key to effective giving is to be open to receiving. And people get so yeah. hung up. They think they're open when what they really are is attached. Right. Or they don't realize that every gift has to be received or it's not a gift. Mm -hmm. If I offer you something and you reject it, I have not made a gift. Right, it can't right. happen. Right. It's blocked, right? Yeah. So that, that flow of energy, that flow of value, and in business, of course, that flow of compensation mm -hmm. is key to the, the whole equation. So it's this beautiful loop, you right. know, from, from giving more in value than you take in payment all the way to receptivity and accepting back, being open to receive. Right. So they are, they're just, you know, fundamental in very, life and very, business. Very cool. Well, thank you. I, that, that, this has been a, a wonderful interview, racked with different types of challenges that we've had from being kicked out of the restaurant we were in to recording on a noisy street. So we've um, met them all with grace. Exactly. It's all right. I think we have. So, Dixie, I really do appreciate it. Was there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? Oh, dear. Well, you know, one of the things that I, since we talked about the Go-Giver, I mm -hmm. would like to let everybody know that Bob has a new book coming out, the 31st, if you don't yeah, mind that's, me that's, mentioning that's that. That's right. No, I don't mind you mentioning it at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so thrilled. You know, Bob has been, of course, speaking on, you know, what was called winning without intimidation, the mm -hmm. whole art of... Um, just taking what could be a conflict and turning it into the best case scenario for both parties. Right. It really goes beyond what we think of as win-win. Um, and so the new book is taking that that concept to an even greater level. Mm -hmm. So that new book is Adversaries into Allies, and it's already getting great reviews. It comes out, it's easy to remember, it comes mm -hmm. out on Halloween. It comes out oh, October nice. 31st. That's a, that's a good title to come out on Halloween, yeah. Adversaries to Allies. I can already tell you, it's it's definitely worth reading. I can't okay, wait cool. till it's open for reviews and I can write mine. Right, and it is, a, is it uh, available for pre-order, I'm assuming, on Amazon? It is. All right, awesome. Well, Dixie, this has been a wonderful interview. I really do thank you for taking the time to meet me, meet with me today, and I thank appreciate you. it. Thanks I've, for coming on the Social I've Strategy had a Podcast. Great time. So we can do this outside anytime you like. Awesome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you. So that was pretty amazing, right? Even with all the technical difficulties and being kicked out of the restaurant and having to, you know, do the rest of the shoot outside, it went fairly well. So. There is so much editing that had to go on to get some of the other stuff out of here that happened, but it is all good. It was still a wonderful interview. Thank you so much, Dixie, for taking the time to meet with me. That was awesome. I was thrilled to finally get a chance to sit down and talk with Dixie in person. I hadn't talked to her in probably like three years in person, just following on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So that was a real treat for me. I hope you guys really enjoyed it and got some good stuff out of it. Remember, Dixie has a new training program coming up, Dynamite U. I believe the site is actually live right now. It is linked in the show notes. Make sure to check it out. I don't think there's anywhere on the net that I've found that you can get continuous coaching at the level and the quality that Dixie and other people that she's going to have in is going to deliver in this program over a long-term period of time. It sounds like a really good investment, and I don't even know how much the coaching is and quite honestly it really shouldn't matter to you that much but you should definitely check it out it looks like it is going to be something that is really really amazing so i encourage you to check that out uh support dixie in that and her endeavors make sure to go out to her website dixie dynamite coaching and just check her out make sure to check out bob's book it comes out on the 31st as dixie mentioned in the podcast Looks like it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be picking it up and adding it to my reading list. Also, I've got a little bit of announcement to make, which is actually not that little. We have just been included in the Stitcher family. So you can now hear us on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio is a network of radio on demand with, I think, over 150,000 shows that are actually available on Stitcher. Stitcher is... Huge, 
It is a huge network, and we are so honored to be added to that family. You can listen to Stitcher on, I you know, for, through iTunes, through the Android Google Play Store. It's available on any device, on Android, on iPhone, on iPad, any Android tablet device you have, a Google Chromebook, anything you've got, you can listen to Stitcher Radio on. No downloading. It was one of the top five new apps on iTunes. This is serious stuff. We are so happy to be part of the Stitcher family and just encourage you guys to listen to us on Stitcher, like us, comment. We want to know. You can comment on Stitcher right through Facebook. So we'll know what you're talking about and hear your comments through Facebook which is so cool because we can respond back and then, you know, make it a little bit more interactive than just if you're commenting on the site and responding back and forth that way. So I encourage you to check out Stitcher. Not saying don't go to iTunes. By all means, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. I need those reviews. I want to get to 100 reviews by the end of the year. So we're going to have episodes coming every week. I'm going to the Financial Bloggers Conference this week. It is actually here in beautiful St. Louis, home of the cards. And that is just blowing my mind how many amazing people are going to be at this conference. Look forward to some really awesome interviews for that. And right before I get a chance to post the interviews for the conference, I had a really, really exciting interview with a surprise guest. And all I can say is, is that she was a miss something so like a beauty contestant pageant and i am super excited to be talking to her on the phone and bringing you guys some of her wisdom she's awesome in business so that one is going to also be a treat just really really excited thank you guys for supporting the show we have already jumped up in new and noteworthy from like position 90 something to under 50 so i'm like position 42 and new and noteworthy so help me get up there in the top 20 on new and noteworthy in itunes Rate, review, listen. I really do appreciate you guys supporting the show. And with that, I'll see you later.